No. Okay. Well, I'm going to stop it anyway, but... <laughs> yeah, doing. I mean, good call. But but no, I could <laughs> That's what I was doing with my time. <laughs> if you want to just, like, jam out to that through the rest of it, you can. Well, first I had it on, like, a list, but then there was, like, a bunch of uh, newer stuff on it. I was like, this isn't what I want. <laughs> oh, like, new Backstreet Boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had it on, like, just a playlist, and I was like, this isn't what I'm looking for. <laughs> like... I have not heard any of the new Backstreet Boys. Is it? Is it what the kids call a slap? It, it, first of all, don't <laughs> fucking say that. <laughs> uh, because it's okay. not a slap, or because okay. I am okay. super hip. It's, it's just because you are. Neither of those things are correct. <laughs> it's okay. It's just not what I was looking for. <laughs> like, Ooh, yeah. damning. So personally, no, I'm just, I would still go see them in concert, though. Uh, my aunt and I were supposed to get tickets to see them this summer pre-COVID because I would, you know, because they're going to play the old stuff. So that's, you know, what I'm here for. <laughs> well, for the uninitiated, what you're here for is right in the feels, the podcast that comes with all of the feels and then we hit you in them. So all of the nostalgia, all the nostalgic stuff you love from the 90s and early aughts, as people call it. I hate when people call it the aughts, the zero zeros, the 2000s. I don't know what it's called. Why do they call it the aughts? I don't know, but it always makes me think of a nautical term and I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> I know yeah, that's I not, like, not it at all, but... Right, like Ugnaughts or Astronauts, like the aughts. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but yes. If you're wondering, we do, we talk about nostalgia stuff. <laughs> the double I haven't come up with a good intro. Like I have so many good taglines for all of our other podcasts. And when we get to write in the fields, I'm like, I don't know. We like old shit and we, we talk about it. We yeah. were born in 1993, so... <laughs> If you um, two were born around there, you'll like this shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe, or maybe you'll hate it. I don't know, man. Like, or maybe they'll what? love us and hate that, or hate us but love that. There's a lot yeah. of combinations. Either way, like, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. So today's topic are boy bands. So I know we originally talked about like where do we want to touch? What do we want to talk about? Is it all boy bands? Is it just groups? Is it the music from the nineties in general? And I think we can cover a lot of those in their own episodes. I think we'll get to just nineties pop music. We'll get to girl groups. We'll get to grunge. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. But today we're just focusing on nineties and early two thousands boy bands. Honestly, boy bands is worth more than one section. There's so many of them and they're so different in some in some aspects. Some aspects obviously they all have the same they're all seen as trendy they're all very managed style wise you know they all have frosted tips <laughs> that's not true o-town did not have frosted tips first don't you, okay listen don't throw shots okay just a lot of them <laughs> had frosted tips so you brought up o-town so we have to talk about you know the greatest and the best which is o-town right we can both <laughs> Dude, agree I, that the top of the list is o-town i love o-town uh <laughs> with all of my heart and that will never change but i saw boys to men recently and uh they were can we okay i was this is actually this is in my notes right here is can we count boys to men because boys to men i think transcends it a little bit it's counted on the wikipedia page so that is why i added it to my list chelsea i have an entire podcast about disagreeing with wikipedia so the silence i hear you no when i saw it on the list i had the same thoughts do you count boys to men and i don't know i don't know that they're that they're pop enough but i also saw uh some list that included the beatles as like an og sort of boy band slash rock band see and, and i think I that that I comes to the go ahead go ahead I don't know if I would agree with that either. So I definitely it's just... would not go go with that. They are they are a five piece band. <laughs> they, they play instruments. <laughs> <laughs> although although I will give it the Beatles this, you know, on top of being <laughs> one of the best musical groups of all time. But in the conversation of boy bands, what I will give them credit for is their harmonies. That is clearly the the genesis, if you will, of boy band harmonies. Right. Well. So then upon digging, right? So I saw the Beatles and I said, that doesn't make any sense. They're like <laughs> the greatest, you know, debatable, the greatest rock band of all time. Like, how can uh, they? That's Rolling Stones, can... ma'am. Uh, excuse you. 
I'm just, listen, it's debatable. That's what I said. We're not going to get into it here. It's not really 90s. But <laughs> so I got looking further because a lot of like articles at the time and stuff would call them like a boy pop group before they became more rock. Like at the very start, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. When they were that like, like that 60s, like poppy music. Right. Sort of thing, like British invasion style. But then. I was looking, and they actually, actually, boy bands. They say that the roots of it are from acapella quartets. For sure, like with, for sure, it's like that it's that glee club type thing. <laughs> right, and then I was like, oh god, this makes so much sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they traded in the the barber shop, uh, whatever those stripes are called. There's a yeah. name for that, but like they traded those in for frosted tips and almost fluorescent shiny outfits i'm looking at just like i just boy band uh, images millennium yes <laughs> why why are, the, why are they glowing it's like them and p diddy they just need to be as shiny as possible <laughs> in this era i think but... it was just the flashy trendy that was what was in at the time dude know? everything was in the 90s that's why the 90s is the best is everything was trendy <laughs> there was there, nothing was not cool everything was cool and that's why the 90s is a hodgepodge of fuck like it's just it makes no no sense like you have things like power rangers and then you have things like nirvana and they both exist on this amazing pedestal that is the 90s <laughs> like you could wear orange fur but also wear just leather pants and you were just <laughs> cool. like they were on the same level of coolness or your farmer flannels you know <laughs> yeah, that was yes. exactly i'm so trendy at all times like you could wear baggy <laughs> jeans and a flannel t-shirt and you were just covering all the demographics yeah. and I, I i really missed out when like the two, the 90s ended and the 2000s started and everyone was like we're not going to wear things that fit and i'm like i my mom only buys me things that fit i don't know how to fit in here <laughs> i am she doesn't allow me to own any more track suits because the 90s are over <laughs> but it was definitely no. something special but i'm back on the topic though i would say that if boys to men are if they if they are boy bands number one they have to be their own thing because they're at a higher level and number two it's like an <laughs> r&b subcategory yeah, I would agree. It's less poppy and more and more art. And actually, when I saw them, it was um there was like a conglomeration of R and B artists from like the eighties, nineties. Oh, that's really they, cool. Yeah, they were all like touring together. And then at certain legs of the tour, they would switch out. Like TLC was there, or some of TLC, obviously. Oh R&B, my god, was there for some of it. You know what I mean? So, TLC was the TLC and Britney Spears, were, <laughs> and I would say Destiny's Child, but that's a different like story. Yeah, those were the reasons why I, I originally was like, let's just do pop music. And I'm like, they need their own episode. We need to separate yeah. boy bands from yeah. it because I don't have the same reverence for them. I do like a lot a lot more boy band songs than I thought. But also, it's just like there's a certain level of artistry that I attribute to other groups that I don't <laughs> to some of the boy bands. But like you don't attribute too. the bye 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 dance from NSYNC no 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 as definitely artistry. no 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 it's not it's not what I said I just said not the oh. same level okay I just was saying that like I appreciate TLC on a level of musicality that I don't appreciate Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. That's so, not saying they're not good. It's all subjective, okay? Yeah, no, I agree. So. Going off of that, though, about why why some of them feel, why some boy bands, I think, feel less artist-like. And I know that the Backstreet Boys in particular have been, like, very vocal about not wanting to be considered a boy band. They want to be considered, like, a male singing group or something like right. that. I don't, remember. I don't remember exactly the terminology they were trying to use, but I remember that at the time, it was, they were like, we're not a boy band. Like, we don't want to be classified as a boy band, blah, blah, blah. But I think because, like, manufactured boy bands, like the Monkees initially, right, you know? Yeah, but back, I would say the Monkees were the first manufactured one that I can yeah, think of. Yeah, you know, like, I we're going we're gonna to make this a TV show. We're going to put them on T-shirts, right. you know? Then, like, they weren't friends before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Right, but then you also... Um, rush on Nickelodeon in, like, the late 2000-aughts. Oh, God, yeah. I hated it. Uh, and then you have... Um, even like the Jonas Brothers had their own show. I know that they were a band first, but it so it sort of feels less genuine if you've been thrown together and manufactured that way. But Backstreet Boys, like again, like they were saying that like they didn't want to be kind of as a boy band, but they were part of that manufacturing process. They, while arguably they were one of the first when it comes to that wave, they were all picked out of the crowd by a record label, by producers, and said, right, "Hey, we they, are a group." But then they, I don't know, they didn't try to market it that way. Whereas it's it feels more like with something like with the monkey's legacy that it is 100 percent marketed that way 
Well, I mean, I, I think that's fair. Like maybe at first, but like they they hit those heights, and then they were as manufactured as possible. When you look at like their mm-hmm. music videos or their merch or the tours. I mean, uh, what was that MTV movie that was all about boy bands? Did you ever see that one? Mm-hmm. It came out at the time. It was after NSYNC hit the scene. I think it was called. Uh, on, let me just Google it. MTV Boy Band Together. Did you ever see that? Oh yes, yes, yes. Well, that was MTV's attempt to make their own whatever. They made their own, but it was also like a parody. You know, yeah. like it was. Mm-hmm. It was definitely to make fun of. I think Chris Farley's brother was in it. I think he was like their tour manager or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time. I don't think I've seen it since 1999. Right. <laughs> and I think that's so, when it came out. But also to go upon like the manufactured more of in the Backstreet Boys' favor of potentially being thrown together, but not the Jackson Five. You know, right. sort of thrown together, sort of used for that, but also—I mean, I they're say, not really thrown together. They were siblings. Okay, marketed together. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, but the same could be said for like Donnie and Marie, and all of those. Or who are the the two new ones? I always think of them as like Donnie and Marie. I can't think. Of, they're more dancers. They're brother and sister. They're blonde, dancing siblings. No idea what I'm talking about. Is it on Dancing with the Stars? Because I don't watch that. Maybe, too. maybe at some point. But she, she kind of transcended that. The, the. Oh, sister. she was in the, uh, the new Footloose remake. Yes, yeah, and she got into some trouble for, for some really insensitive costumes at remember. Halloween. Yeah, I don't remember. But what. my point is, is like when I think manufactured, I, I, yes, there's that selling point of them being siblings or them being friends kind of thing. But that can be said for a lot of bands. When I think manufactured, I'm thinking of how they throw through in sync together which was we're gonna we're gonna like have a contest basically and pick out these people like some of them that had some stardom like jt you know he was on uh the mickey mouse club and you know even christina aguilera that kind of thing but then also just kind of pointing at people and going well he can sing well he can dance good and they threw together that band and sync was really like the first one that took it to the next level was like these are the the avengers if you will of people that (laughs) don't have notoriety yet but have the skill and threw them together and that kind of set off the entire genre that you know that's exactly what happened with 98 degrees and then uh a million other bands to follow new kids on the block had a brand new hit um (laughs) can we mention new kids on the block as like a kind of an honorable mention just gonna say new kids on the block my so the reason that i am passionate about boy bands is because uh my aunt is to this day still obsessed with new kids on the block and if they are touring near us she will spend a lot of money to get tickets very close to the stage (laughs) my sisters wouldn't see new kids on the block when they first did their reunion tour it was a big deal Terry, every time <laughs> that they're anywhere near us, her and her friends from like high school and some from college and whatever that were like always obsessed with new kids on the block. I can remember like her studying. So she's 14 years older than me, her studying like in, for college and listening to new kids on the block with me, like in the room while she was supposed to be babysitting me or whatever. And just like both of us jamming to new kids on the block. So I think was. if we were to look at it as a Pokemon <laughs> evolution, first you have the Beatles and the monkeys kind of thing, right? And then yeah. they evolve into New Kids on the Block and and uh, um, Boys to Men, and then mm-hmm. they eventually evolve into Boy Meets Boy Meets World, <laughs> Backstreet Boys, and In Sync. I think yeah. that is that is like how it culminates. And there's other other spinoffs, obviously, and we can start getting into the I wouldn't say clones, but the copycats who were just like every record label or producer of any note was like, I know five dudes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I got a nephew, like he's looking for work. He's 14, but can we before we do that though, before we jump into those, can we start dissecting the big ones? Like 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 I want to say Boy Meets World again, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And how each guy had their gimmick. This was again when we come to that manufactured point, like even if yeah. it wasn't originally that way, the media then ass- assigned a shtick, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. It was like he's the heartthrob, he's the bad boy. But all yeah. of it was tied to their facial hair and or like haircut. Like uh, the yes. bad boy always had a goatee, you know, always wore sunglasses <laughs> inside. Um, the one with heart always had like dreadlocks or goggles for some reason. <laughs> like, oh my God. In the 90s when goggles were acceptable. I, I know we have an entire episode on Digimon, but I bought goggles recently to, to do oh. some Digimon like cosplay stuff. And mm-hmm. I, it's not acceptable to just wear out, though. Like, it's like maybe now with the pandemic, I can get away with it. But right? in general, like, I can't just wear goggles to the grocery store. People are going to look and uh, ask some questions. Whereas in with the boy bands, man, like dreadlocks with different colors. Like, and I'm not talking about like fancy 
awesome looking dreadlocks with, with good colors like from uh parliament it's not that style it's not like grandmaster flash it's more like uh uh you know like i have no life outside of this this is my entire personality so i need dreadlocks that is can what i feel can we discuss that in a lot of like when they would go out as a group together right somebody always had a fedora on for some uh, reason I, I don't think that's fair because that was everyone in the 90s and yeah, one person needed strange hat idea. <laughs> it, it, it was strange. <laughs> they <needed> strange hat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like oh, that was God. every band, though. Like one person needed strange hat, one person needed buzz cut, and one person needed to wear the opposite, like like cross gendered clothes, like 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 uh, like like a like a, like a cross dressing type shtick, but while doing it and trying to make the statement that I wasn't cross dressing, that like I just I'm not trying to say something. I would just want you to say something about me, like. Yeah, I'm wearing women's clothes, but really I, I'm doing it so you say that I'm wearing women's clothes so I can yell at you about it, not for the people that actually just want to wear women's clothes. It was yeah, meant no, to I... just be like like a talking subject. And that always mm-hmm. got me a little bit because like I like eventually, you know, like as we grew up, like I had friends that wanted to wear women's clothes, non-ironically, and the nineties had semi-ruined it a little bit. Oh no. You know, because like feathered boas, you know, like right. the nineties ruined feathered boas. You can't just wear one without people going you're trying too hard and like no have you seen elton john he looks amazing in a feathered boa exactly sorry that's why uh <sighs> no it's okay i mean you feel strongly about it i i, <sighs> I agree i don't know so strongly <laughs> about it i just you had a lot more you had put a lot more thought into the the fashion than i had i guess I've put a lot of thought into the boy bands fashion because partly because it framed framed a lot of like my choices, not just because of boy bands, but 90s music in general. I'm also, I'm also mm-hmm. just looking at like 90s bands now and I'm just seeing every single one has a weird or strange hat. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, when I was looking through pictures, you know, earlier this week, I was like, man, is it like a requirement that one of them had to wear? And it must have been. It was like, oh, here's the hat. You know, the guy, their manager pulls it out of a bag and he's like, well, whose turn is it today? Draw straws because... I I 100% think that's the case. My favorite thing is that each band either was only recognizable as that band or they had like one front man. So like you either knew everybody or you ever either knew one guy or no one. Like, cause like, can you name anybody from Boy? Uh, from I keep seeing Boy Meets World, Backstreet Boys. Nick Carter. Nick Carter. Oh, you know what? That's not fair. Yeah, you can name Nick Carter because of his little brother. That's the only reason why I can name Nick Carter is because Aaron. No, Carter. he was when when they were like initially starting. I feel like he was uh, labeled as like the the heartthrob. Though he had like the Sean Hunter hair. Oh yeah, yeah, like and a- he was also the youngest of the group too. Yeah. But uh, I was also more of a Backstreet. For a long time, I was more of a Backstreet Boys fan. They came out on the scene a little bit before NSYNC. And yes. so, I mean, I like had, I don't remember if it was Burger King or McDonald's, but they had like limited edition CDs <laughs> that you could get. It had like two songs on it. And there was like four or five of them. And I had all of them because <laughs> my parents were like, why are we paying money for this? I was like, you don't understand <laughs> what's happening here. <laughs> what was the name of the little things that you could get from McDonald's and, and Burger King? It was like a little chip and it had like a fraction of a song. It had like 45 it's seconds. Clip. It's hit clips. We've been through this before. Hit clips. Hit yes. Clips. Yeah, exactly. Hit clips is what I think of. Yeah, I mean, they had that too, but the CDs, Terry, there was one that was red, one blue, one yellow. They all had like a different boy on it. Oh my God. Yes. And I remember it. It all added up to like one millennium album. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't remember what album it was for. It wasn't millennium, but that's the one I think of. Yeah. Because that was the one I had. So I guess let's <laughs> let's jump into before we go too much further with aesthetics and who was what. I wanna I wanna touch on one more thing. Uh, of so I mentioned that like I don't know anybody from Backstreet Boys. That was a lie because apparently I know Nick Carter, but I can name <laughs> all of the all of NSYNC except for Chris Kirkpatrick. But I I can see Chris Kirkpatrick the most in my mind's eye. So because for me, it, go ahead. I was just gonna say for me it's the opposite. I can name. Justin Timberlake because he still has my heart and Lance Bass and that's it. What about Joey Fatone? Oh, Joey, I forgot. Okay, Joey yeah. Fatone, who was six, no, secretly right. as as my favorite podcast, kind of funny, always states was eighty when he joined NSYNC for some reason. And you look back at pictures, Joey Fatone looks like a forty, like a full grown man in this band. No, I forget. Yeah, I forgot about Joey Fatone. You're you're very right. That was AJ McLean in Backstreet Boys. Yeah, there was an AJ Brian. Yes, Kevin. so AJ was the bad boy of, of Backstreet Boys, and I remember he because he had a goatee. No, I thought Kevin had the goatee. 
Maybe they. Both I mean, they, maybe they both had goatees at different times. Yeah, but <laughs> but anyways, Chris Kirkpatrick is is specifically the person that, that epitomizes the we're throwing this band together and we need one guy who's not as cool as the other guys. So he's the one who always had like the weird dreadlocks or goggles or yeah. extra baggy everything. But also, mm-hmm. I can't tell you a single line that he actually sang. I can picture everybody else singing. And I just remember him smiling like on stage. <laughs> <laughs> just dancing. Just dancing. But not even as well, though, like because like when you have Justin Timberlake dancing next to you, you can't tell that you can also dance because he just kind of pulls it away from them that's true i mean he was just i mean that's the whole difference i think why i like backstreet boys better was because i liked justin but i didn't really care for the rest of nsync right i thought that he was super talented and i mean that's me as a child thinking that so that's you know less refined thought but all of backstreet boys i liked to watch sing and dance and when nsync was on it was like i just wanted to watch justin and that was it (laughs) And nothing so, has changed. So let's talk about some touchdown touchdowns to like your childhood with boy bands. I have a few, and a lot of them are are Backstreet Boys, which is funny because I just said that like they weren't my favorite or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, I have a few. Like, let's go. Let's start with you. What do you got for touchdowns? Well, I already told you about my aunt loving New Kids on the Block, mm-hmm. right? So she also loved In Sync, and the only reason that I would listen to them really was because she did. And her love of Justin has also not faded. And uh, we went and saw him in concert together. She's been to see him multiple times. Paid a lot of money because he still is, you know, very, very prevalent in uh, producing new music and stuff like that. Whereas, well, the Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block. I mean, I don't know if New Kids on the Blocks on the Block are, but the Backstreet Boys. Well, they're still on the Block, that's for sure. But uh, (laughs) I wouldn't say they're front and center. Yeah, exactly. We're, and so she spent, you know, like a ton of money to go and see to go and see Justin. So I've seen him with her a couple different times. It's still incredible. So some she's seen him a couple times and he'll play and sing stuff. And that is also incredible. Like, it's really just <laughs> it's like an, it's like a thing that we bonded over, I guess. Uh, so it's been still a big part of my life, because if we are hanging out, probably we are listening to and sync or New Kids on the Block. Or she also was a big 98 Degrees fan. I can't name one 98 degrees. I can't. Song, I was going to say, like, I, I remember liking 98 degrees and I remember liking Nick Lachey and like before Jessica Simpson and being actually kind of into that whole thing because I, I grew up with older parents. So, like, I really liked the variety hour shows. So when right. they were that it couple doing that kind of thing, I was super into it. Like, I like I think I'm the only person who's below the age of 40 that references Donnie and Marie. Like, like I was into that <laughs> I know whole scene. Donnie and Marie. Well, yeah, because you're also a pop culture aficionado. It's just not a thing that people talk about, you know? Yeah, that's fair. But I was into that whole thing. So, But I, I also cannot name a single 98 Degrees song. Also, <laughs> like, I don't save my I life. Don't... I can't even picture anyone else in the band except for Nick Lachey. And the only, like... There were other like people all... in the band? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, they just did not have the same sort of uh, lasting power or, like, ability to grab the spotlight. And so, I mean, like, when he and Jessica got together, that was more, I feel like, what was attention-grabbing. Whereas, like... Didn't that happen afterwards, though? Wasn't 90 Degrees done when they, like, got married and stuff? I don't... I don't know. I think they might have been dating though while 98 Degrees was still. I think that while 98 Degrees was still around. But I'm like I said, I could not tell you very much about 98 Degrees. I'm sure if the song if a song by them came on the radio, I would know it. Right, right. I would right. I would just be like, oh yeah, shit. Like so so I guess that that that, that brings us to mine is like weirdly enough because I, I I like I said we were born in 1993, so we were really young during the whole boy band craze. Except I had two older sisters, nine and twelve years older than me, so I was still somehow entrenched in the whole Tiger Beat, Heartthrob nineties. Yep. yep. You know, we have put my um, all of my walls were plastered with pictures of like Jonathan Taylor Thomas and all the guys from Backstreet Boys, even though I was not that interested. Um, it was just there. I inherited some of that stuff. So because right. like I wanted to watch SpongeBob and they were watching TRL, like that's just what I soaked in. So even though I wasn't as interested, that's partly probably where my weird obsession with wanting to know stuff I don't care about comes from <laughs> is because I didn't want to leave that story untold. So I knew a lot of the gossip of, you know, uh, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and then also, uh, you know, her dating the guy from... Uh, what limp biscuit fred durst you know like that like <laughs> i remember that whole thing because my sisters cared about that shit so i was just kind of engraved in it so all of my stuff was almost secondhand like the first cd i ever owned was the millennium album i honestly i think that the first cd that i 
ever owned was probably also the Millennium album. It was either the Millennium <laughs> album or it was Britney Spears' first album. It was one it, of my... <laughs> it, Like, I mean, Britney Spears, like, that, that first album is a banger. So, like, you couldn't Still, have gone wrong either day. way. And that, that, like, that was part, like, Britney Spears was the other half of the equation of why I didn't want to try to just do, like, 90s pop music as a whole first, because I would just talk about Britney Spears for, like, an hour and a half, because that was my 90s thing, which is funny enough, because, like, there's no attraction there for me. Like, I'm not, it's not a sexual thing at all, whereas in, like, most teen boys at that age were like, oh, yes. And I was like, nah, not for me. But that music, though. <laughs> now, Christina yeah. Aguilera, that's a different con- conversation. And it was an awakening for me while I was playing Spyro. But anyways, oh. back to boy bands. Okay. <laughs> Genie in the bottle, baby. Um, I, listen, when we talk about Britney and Christina, as we will, you know, for for vocal powerhouses and, and women in the 90s and whatever, uh, we will talk about like how their branding was so different coming from both the Mickey Mouse, but you know what I mean? Like we will discuss in more in depth, the whole shebang. Oh, the Mickey Mouse club. Anyways. <laughs> but, uh, Twilight Zone music play. <laughs> exactly. I just, I always remember there was a skit. I don't remember what the point was, but I remember her, Justin Timberlake was taking, I think it was like Christina Aguilera to the movies. Mm-hmm. And they were selling, it was like a, like an SNL like thing where like they were selling a product. And it was like a commercial for a fake product. And mm-hmm. I remember it was somebody else in the darkness, like shooting poison darts at everybody in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember what the point of it was, but this is like one of my earliest childhood memories is <laughs> the Mickey Mouse Club was there like being assassinated. Watch it not be a real thing. And that's just where my mind made up as a child. Anyways, though, either so, either way, either way. So I inherited Millennium and Larger Than Life first track. I that's like my favorite Backstreet Boys song. But I fell in love with their super highly produced like music videos, and that oh, yeah. was that was yeah. my thing. That's when I started to fall more in love with like TRL and uh, the the I would say top forty as a whole is when the music video because nineties took music videos to a whole another level, but I feel like it was partly boy bands that really skyrocketed that because some of the people that produce, you know, the Backstreet Boys music videos, they go on to make like blockbuster movies. seems like, like Cisco and all of those things. Like those people like make films now. And that was not a thing beforehand. If you shot a music video, it was like, it was concert footage. <laughs> I just, I just remember that I want it that way where they're on like with the plane and like on the like runway or the, whatever target or whatever it is <laughs> just, and the whole all white at some point ensemble like yes and like they were seeing it was like looked like yeah yeah and people like still like copy that aesthetic with the all white and like them just like standing in a room like <laughs> i don't know what i'm stumbling over words i don't know what to say because it was like so strange again it was the 90s the 90s there's like a surreal thing it was like stepping into like david fincher's mind for a year and a half where it was just like yeah this is what music should be let's let's throw michael jackson in this uber futuristic aesthetic where he's like floating in space with his sister and then we're just going to use whatever's left over from that music video for larger than life like why not like we already have all the shit here like it's just yeah, like, they're <laughs> both in the strange working, dystopian so. future and and then they took whatever was left from that and made that bruce willis movie uh the fifth element like it was the exact same world when it comes to like the future and flying cars and floating armatures it was very strange <laughs> very strange for me uh yeah I but mean, you, <laughs> go, go ahead <laughs> that was just you have also a lot of feelings about that i see the aesthetic, the aesthetic honestly well like britney spears like is her music for me it, the boy bands is the aesthetic it, it, that's what like i remember more keenly honestly than the music when it comes to my senses well i think that's part of the the whole shtick behind it though right they ha- they have to be trendy so everything that they influence sticks even if their music doesn't which is why even though who did you say chris kirkpatrick like doesn't sing <laughs> or doesn't really dance like, he smiles <laughs> chris kirkpatrick smiles right but it's, i i look. dare you i defy you to find me a photo of chris kirkpatrick where he is solemn that man is living his best life him and joey fatone are just living it up yeah i mean how would they not be they have a ton of oh found one immediately <laughs> well, that's not a, fair he's doing a serious look i'll uh i'll send you it uh, is he doing like the the smolder? Yeah, it is like a smolder. Yeah, like a CW starring show smolder. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, I got a ping. Where'd you put it? Okay. 
photo of Chris Kirkpatrick. You sent me a horrible redirect notice. Oh, did I? <laughs> Just sorry. copy and paste the image. What year do you live in? Oh, I yeah, he's kind of trying there. He I looks like the star of Werewolf on campus, if you remember that sweet 90s gem from mm-hmm. Fox Family. Oh, yeah. He, he is dressed exactly the same with the same sideburns and goatee and pointy ears. Yeah, this the, he's just the werewolf on campus. I'm pretty sure they used <laughs> this image for, <laughs> for what their they idea like, for werewolf on campus. They were like concept art right there. We don't have to do we don't have to pay anybody. We have this free I'm trying to make picture. a joke, but that is 100 percent what happened. They took that cover <laughs> of Tiger Beat. <laughs> Tiger beat. For something so, called Chris Week. What the hell is Chris Week? I need to find this. Okay, but if you scroll if you scroll down, if you look, number one, they're all wearing oversized uh coats that are shiny leather. Yep. And he has blonde dreads up in a ponytail wearing a turtleneck. And Justin yep. Timberlake has a turtleneck and chain. Yeah, but he also has that really curly, like really stiff looking hair. Well, your your hair was not allowed to move if you did not have a ponytail back then. If it was not up in a ponytail or dread so, so it could bounce, it needed to be completely still. Those, there was nothing in between for a boy band. There was no uh, time for that. No, I mean, yeah, I agree, because they had to move all over the place. And what would they do if their hair was not looking flawless for every tabloid to take a bazillion pictures of them? Well, my thoughts, <laughs> like the legit thoughts, is like the ponytail choreography, the hairography, you know, thing mm-hmm. that, that, like, like you know, like the like Glee talks about. But the other point of it is because I'm, I have a theory that they're all trained assassins. They were secretly assassinating people in the background, and they could be used as a weapon. If it was bouncy, it could be used to distract. If it was hard, it could be used as a blunt object. So, Terry, assault. this is this is where I'm going to say I think the Mickey Mouse Club thing is a fever dream <laughs> because you have now. <laughs> Giving me more evidence to feel that way. I promise you, there is a skit <laughs> where they're Listen, being like assassinated in the movie I, theater. I sure, in some universe, there is. Uh, I just don't think that maybe it happened here. <laughs> Can we talk about how the fact that like Mickey Mouse Club is all but forgotten, to except for people like us or people that are like four or five years older than us? And then all that is just remembered by everyone. Like my nephew referenced all that the other day, and he's it's like. Because- He's like 18. It's because, all, first of all, your nephew is 18, and that is scary. Dude, we're so old. We're so old. Second actually, of all. I think he's 17, but still. All that is, is iconic still to this day. Still I, to this I day. agree. I like all that more. I'm just saying, like, it's so strange because, like, they're, they're very it similar just, ideas. Uh, yeah, but all that was just better. In every way that something can be better, it was. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So anyways, back onto the topic. <laughs> so I mentioned all of my touchdowns were aesthetics and I remember their music videos like there was larger than life. So it was all futuristic. And then there was uh, the werewolf slash like Halloween one where they were all dressed up as different monsters going through the house. I don't even remember the song, but I remember the music video. And the Listen, game, that was Backstreet Boys. It's also in Sings Bye 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 with the dance that I, That's, I was going to say. Bye 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 is like, what took it to the, to the next level because yeah, like they're the all almost all of their videos <laughs> were on that level. Yeah, the puppets that I mean, they were supposed to be puppets or whatever in that. video. And that was a banger. Come on. Like yeah, they're on the yeah. train, like it had a whole aesthetic. That entire album was like supposed to be a concept album, except for that's not what a concept album is. But like it was the closest thing that people who listen to boy bands knew as a concept right. album. It's from Celebrity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, and that, that was like the, the puppets was them, you know, they're on strings. It was them. It was them like ca- like basically calling out that they were a manufactured band, but they were getting no strings on them. Pinocchio style. They were going to break free. And then. Dude, oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But lo and behold, only one of them did. <laughs> I mean, but he I mean, when he did a super when he did the not with Janet Jackson, when he did the Super Bowl halftime show and brought them and everyone yeah. fucking loved it, lost their minds. I well, I mean, it was really cool, and it seems like they are still cool together. Yeah, you know? they're still, I feel like they're, you know, I feel like some fallouts happen with bands, you know, looking at you, Fleetwood Mac, and... and... Uh, no, I was going to say S Club 7. I would I would argue that oh, that was okay. a bigger... Yeah, I don't think it was bigger, but... Was, I don't even think they broke up. I just wanted to mention S Club 7 at some point. Well, I didn't know if we were doing S Club 7 now or if we were saving that for girl groups, because I talked about Spice Girls, too, you know. S Club 7 wasn't just a girl group. There was, like, four I... dudes in it. I know, but it deserves to be with the girl groups, I think. Anyway. 
I wanted because to. Put... I, thought the, I thought the women were way better in it than the men. No, they were all were horrible. Is the secret of S Club Seven number one? <laughs> Second secret is that it just copied the monkeys before Big Time Rush and before Together and all that stuff. They had their show. They were put together so they could be a group and have a show, and it was on Fox Family. And I think Fox Family is not brought up enough in most it's, podcasts and general it. conversation. At least twice an episode so i know that you feel that way and i saw the s club seven there was some movie and i saw it and that's the only way that i remember it there was some movie about s club seven there was a show there... about s club seven and they had no. like several tv movies that were like yeah, that's what cliffhangers I'm to their sh- to like the end of their season yes that's what i'm saying my cousin had one on like vhs well see that's that is... that's not a movie like they would frequently because of oh you know home theaters you know like you know it's it, buy it on vhs or home home theater or whatever they would say in those weird trailers when you were already holding the tape but like they would take a two episode arc and they would they would bill it and market it as a movie on home vhs i'm not saying it was an actual movie terry i'm just no, saying no, that no, i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just i remember them doing that like i would i i constantly get into conversations with our friends about the 90s even though they didn't solicit it and they don't answer my calls anymore i would call them <laughs> or come to their house and knock on the door and say hey you remember that time when you mentioned that movie that actually wasn't a movie that was a two-part television episode and you bought it on vhs so you thought it was a movie but i would tell you that it matters that it was a tv show if you wonder why people don't want to talk to you <laughs> You know, people don't want to talk to me, but man, do they enjoy listening <laughs> to our podcast because like my minutia is what matters because, you know, there's two people at home going, thank you. I keep telling people that that was not <laughs> a movie. <laughs> this, guy gets it. this guy. <laughs> uh, OK, so where I want to take our conversation next, unless you had something else that you want to touch you on. You know, with. I have more stuff, but we can keep going. It is fine because what I want to I can keep I going to- all day touch on next is so i have a younger sister this is like a separate touchstone right i have a younger sister she's like six years younger than me and for her it wasn't really backstreet boys and sync it was jonas brothers in one direction so do you have any opinions on the not really reformation because they never really went away but the resurgence of the popularity of one direction with the stands you know and all of that good so good one stuff. direction big time rush and they're not on the same levels i'm not comparing them to that but i'm just no, saying like time period wise i would say that like one direction has music that i will listen to big time rush i think my sister watched the show but i could big not time rush again was on that monkeys s club seven right. level I where mean, like this was, is more of a tv show it was just nickelodeon's version of the jonas brothers to combat with the success that disney was having with except it. for yeah. it wasn't though so big time rush also was they, they were a boy band right they didn't play instruments right Okay. Yeah. So, it was, so you keep mentioning Jonas Brothers, but again, Jonas Brothers is on that monkeys level. It is they're, not. They're listed but, as a boy band, though. Like, but again, a, that's just that's just a misnomer that because Wikipedia has to be separated by these generalities, they are boys in a band, but they're not a boy band. They know how to play instruments. Again, they're closer to the Hansons. Do you call the Hansons a boy band? I almost was going to include the Hansons in my list. Yes. But see, I don't think so. Umbop is completely different <laughs> than Dirty Pop. You know, it's not the same I, thing. I just. It's just a stronger version of Dirty Pop. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, Do you think people are cracking our code that we just wanted to say Mbop and Dirty Pop in the same sentence, like over uh, and over again? I hope so. <laughs> if not, it's a wasted effort for all of their behalf. Like, how many how many hits can we just list <laughs> that took place before 2004? Like, I bet we keep them going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway fine we, if you're excluding the jonas brothers i don't know why you're going i'm not saying i'm not saying we have to exclude i'm just saying that there's a certain level of, of separation there like that we could that i feel like is worth noting because the jonas brothers not that all, the, all these other bands aren't talented but again it's that barbershop quartet feeling of we are using our mouth instruments whereas in the jonas brothers while they do harmonize they they clearly have different separations they play music and they play you know instruments fine fine I will concede the point. <laughs> Anyways, so they have different touchdowns. I'm begrudgingly conceding the point. So those are some of my my opinions on it. But the other opinion was it was really interesting to see that resurgence because up until then, for people that were a little bit younger than us, and even a lot of our generation, but people that were a little bit longer, younger than us, boy bands were a joke. They thought it was so strange that we were into like a lot of the 90s music like when you think of like rap rock like rap rock is like a laughing stock of music when i mentioned lincoln park <laughs> to certain people they're like you would listen to that and i was like i loved it okay uh lincoln park is still awesome limp biscuit that's dated that definitely that does not age as well listen as, as no lincoln park. i strike that and reverse it i would straight up <laughs> argue it the other way like 
because my dad also loves one biscuit. So. <laughs> okay, that was a good. Okay, your dad has horrible taste in music. I'm gonna I'm gonna biscuit, say that right now. One of his favorite bands of all time, Destiny's Child. How can that be horrible taste? No, no, people can like good music and also like terrible music. <laughs> they're, they're, it's not mutually exclusive. You can have terrible taste in music and still like some good things. My my wife. You know, like, you know, she likes some really awesome people also married to me. So, like, let's talk about That's taste. Fair. She is way too. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we don't need your commentary. I already made the self-defacing joke. You don't have to. I know. I, I, I stopped. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> right, as she divorces me in the corner. <laughs> my my point, my point is that it was interesting seeing that that love and that growth of a new boy band like generation, basically, because that we were a joke to them like boy, like I keep saying yeah. boy meets world backstreet boys in sync. It was so strange. And then they were like, but one direction. No, no, no they're a bop. And I'm like, no, they're just British. There's a difference. I think they're really good. I mean, I thought they were fine. I, I wasn't I, a big I fan of their not, music, but I, I like their music. I was not like crazy upset. I know even people that maybe not as old as us, maybe one or two years younger, but who are still like big, big fans of One Direction. Still. Well, Harry Styles and Zayn are still like, they still have like massive well, solo careers, right? Yeah. Why? Well, listen, I love Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles' latest album is very good. And I don't, I don't know if I know any of it. Okay. Well, I, we... I started to die off on, on pop music other than Taylor Swift, like right around Ariana Grande. Like I'd never understood her or Jesse J. Like, I just, I was like, I'm not, I know the rest of the world agrees on Jesse J, but not so much Ariana. Um, as referenced by the fact you're going, who the fuck is Jesse J? Exactly. No, she was on that song with Ariana. Exactly. That's the only thing you know her <laughs> That's from. the only thing I know about, yeah. But, like, like that was right around the time where I realized I didn't like just pop music. I like 90s pop music and 2000s pop music. And I kind of started to die out because I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Ariana Grande. Other than the fact that I really liked iCarly. And then she was on Sam and Cat. That's my touchstone for Ariana Grande. What I'm going to say is Fine Line is, is uh, Harry Styles' latest album, and it is uh, worth listening to. I, I'll i check it out. I, I've never been one of those people who are like, oh, God, boy bands, or oh, God, that artist or this artist. I listen to it. If I like it, I don't care about the person, really, except for like a lot of bands I had to stop listening to like in the 60s because they're like, oh, they're secretly Nazis. And like, oh, OK, I guess don't listen to them anymore yes r.i.p right? yeah exactly little things like that when i say little <laughs> things like gigantic things like that I, I don't listen to a band but other than that like i don't i've never had a bias like i remember when i was younger i was like i don't like country music and then i finally stopped being a dick and listened to garth brooks i was like i like country music <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. it's not like all the country music. you're just very I, selective <laughs> i am I, I like stuff that i think is good i don't really care about the genre so much but also you know me like i that, that categorizing brain like lumping different country music or different pop music together is fascinating to me so like I'll, I'll check out harry styles i just i was more interested in the fact that like boy bands had a resurgence and had went through the exact same drama that the old boy bands went through yeah or is like this person got too career. big yeah, yeah the solo yeah. careers um it's funny to see some of that stuff kind of expand beyond boy bands because lots of other bands like you mentioned uh, who did you mention earlier you mentioned a big one or like band drama and breaking up was it fleetwood mac Oh yeah, Fleetwood. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. talking boy bands. I was like, no, I don't. You mentioned a few either. exactly, but like yeah. you know, all bands are all any group of people have have as egos, and they're gonna break up. There's gonna be drama, but boy bands had a special level to it because because it was all were, over Tiger Beat. <laughs> exactly. It was it was it was marketed that way. It was like it wasn't just the band. It was the aesthetic. It was the relationships. It was the drama. Well, of all of it. They were dating this pop star, and this star was in this band, and they were gonna do a collaboration. And I wonder how much of it is also staged, you know, to a certain extent for it to be extra dramatic and extra, you know, money revenue bringing in or whatever. For sure. I mean, like when you look at with like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake, they used to, depending on where Christianity was and popularity, they would go on and talk about how they were celibate and how they were saving themselves and they had their born again rings. But then yeah. the next week when like that wasn't popular, like they wouldn't wear the rings. That was a legitimate thing that happened. So like it, a lot of it is staged, you know, yeah. back mm -hmm. then we didn't have the Internet. So it was whatever the record labels wanted to sell us is what we were buying, really. Yeah. So as well, long as they kept the narrative going. Just the level of like micromanaging by the label and to keep the brand intact. And yeah, so strange. It, and like, I'm sure some of that still goes on now. Like, you know, when you have social media at the height of everything, like, you, you can't pretend like some of it isn't staged. But the way that I understand the stuff that happened with One Direction was more just like they were kind of over it. So they broke up and 
some of them just kept going like they had more popularity than the others yeah exactly and i think it's it's interesting to look at because like you mentioned everybody had like their favorite of the of the archetypes that were in like even the 90s right in the 90s mm-hmm. um but when you look at one direction uh zane and harry styles are the two that you mentioned that like have pretty prominent like solo careers but they at the height of even one direction fame had more fans like more people had the signs and the shirts and the you know right. a big big debate about which one do you do you like best and whatever and that was also something that was going on in the 90s that some of my friends and I would engage in that were also into boy bands like if it is a it's Backstreet versus Insync, but also which of the five which, which of the, the five of each band was the best and coolest right exa- exactly and why you know defend your point why why is it that and it's just interesting to see that the two that did have more popularity then you know obviously they were popular for a reason I guess is what it comes down to right so I guess like we can keep going with with like like the future of boy bands like where they're kind of at now and I know like we, we kind of talked about this beforehand but I have one question before is was there anybody else I was unaware of like so One Direction was the last big one before we get to like k-pop groups and stuff like that is there anything else going on that I'm just like not aware of because I don't pay attention to pop music as much uh no there wasn't anything really listed because like i didn't even like i was even late to one direction i didn't know about one direction until one of them i can't even i was probably harry styles but i don't know which one was on chelsea lately a a podcast that uh um oh who what's chelsea chelsea handler uh chelsea handler used to have a late show that was like her big thing for a little while when we were in college and i watched that and one Mm -hmm. of them around there and she was like boy bands are coming back and i was like okay now i'm interested like i didn't give a fuck they said one direction i didn't know about them these british kids and and they're like oh yeah no no boy bands i was like okay i guess like i I was in the 90s I, i i'm aware of this so if there's no other touchstone, then we can jump to the future of it. And you're the one who brought this up to me, but I had a similar thought, which was like K-pop bands. They are clearly the next level. Oh, yeah. They're the next they're the next wave of of entertainment, I guess. And that in that form, it's they're the next forum for the format of boy bands, I guess. And I mean, they've kind of been like that for a while. So when you get into J-pop or K-pop groups, which they're not the same thing, they, they're they're vastly different, obviously different countries, different languages, but also but just like their aesthetic, they're sometimes gigantic. Like there's a couple uh, of J-pop groups that of like 12, 13 members. Um, there was a big scandal with the K-pop group that was like a murder mystery, basically. Like one of them had hired an assassin to take out another one because she wanted better billing. Like so there's some craziness saying, that go on. You're saying they're structured like the Wu Tang Clan. I no no the Wu Tang <laughs> Clan were loving friends. Thank you very much. There was there just a lot of them. Yes, yeah, were were, but the one that died had no, had nothing to do with assassination attempts. They did a oh, they did a lot of drugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, sorry, not to interrupt your... No, but it was, but it is similar to that. Like, you would think of, like, like especially when it comes to American, you would think of, like, uh, rap collectives, like Wu-Tang Clan, when it, when you, right. like, you not necessarily Bone Thugs and Harmony, but, but like, something closer to that level, where it's, you have this manufactured group, like, almost to a T, like, they have, like, Star Search contests that throw these, like, 36 people together, and may, they make four bands. Um mm-hmm. But I think that's definitely the next level because you have all the drama, you have all of the intrigue. And it's interesting to see because for a long time, it was just like nerds like like us that would listen to K-pop music. I listened to a lot of J-Rock uh, when I was in college because I watched a lot of anime and it was almost all, always like introducing. And that was right. kind of my window into some more international music. And then I listened to a lot of German like rap groups and then when like K-pop started to hit mainstream, it kind of opened my eyes. It was like, oh, it's not just nerds anymore. Like it's on the radio here. And like we yeah. live in, in bumfuck Michigan and people are listening to K-pop on the radio. Yeah. Like I mean, that, that definitely, if that doesn't signal us the future, like I don't know what does. I mean, yeah. And I feel like a big part of it is also, you know, the interconnectedness now, social media, like it's easier to be into things because you have the ability to access them and the ability to find other people who are also into them. So you don't feel secluded and like a loser. <laughs> for sure. And it's easy for it to, to catch steam because like when you mentioned like the inter- interconnectedness of like the internet, like that's part of why like nerdum always picked up on stuff because we wanted to learn the ins and outs. So we would look it up, but now you don't have to look it up at all. Like it's just, it's just streamed to you. It's just yeah, sent exactly. to you because it's starting it's- to get, popularity so your Mm -hmm. friends will tell you about it instead of like hearing it once then having to google and go to wikipedia and read the entire article now just like so like america's top 40 like you know you have ryan seacrest now like talking Mm -hmm. to you about it is that still a thing that people listen to i listen to america's top 40 because i'm insane but ryan seacrest 
well america's top 40 like the like the the radio show where they go over yeah, the top yeah my dad, my dad listens to it okay okay that, that does not help that does not mean people <laughs> do it your dad and i are also 100 so <laughs> <laughs> i was actually explaining to my wife like who casey Kasem was because she didn't I know and i was yeah, I love Casey. <laughs> I, I love Casey Kasem exactly. She was like, she knew that he was the voice of of Shaggy. She understood that, and I was like, yeah, but he also did, you know, America's Top Forty. And yeah. she was like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, what's well, what Ryan Seacrest hosts now? And she's like, I don't know what that is. Honestly, between him and Paul Harvey, like, just so soothing. Like they're you know. they're like makeup. They're like if if like one half of my inspiration for making a podcast company is Greg Miller and the rest of kind of funny from those guys that moved on from IGN. The other half is Casey Kasem and Paul Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't say a lot about us. <laughs> it really. I mean, like obviously, like you know that like my parents were a hundred when they had me, so like I like a lot of older stuff. So like I would I would listen to America's Top Forty because they would do re-recordings on the oldie yeah. station. Yeah. So they That's would do like. Exactly. Yeah, and they—it's really cool. What they do is they play the same day, but from like fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like this is this was the hit fifty years ago, and that's what I grew up listening to. And so like I I've heard every single America's Top Forty. So like I loved that pop culture, pop music type thing. But Casey Kasem was the window into that, and then the interstitials was Paul Harvey's. You know the rest of the story. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and here's a letter. Um. But anyway, <laughs> dear reader. <laughs> it was like that was what like i think our relationship took the next level when we became friends is when you brought up how you love talk radio and how you would listen to dear abby all the time and i was like oh we can be friends i can't can't hide it but yeah like i <laughs> i don't know why because i feel ancient when i even like even it when i'm ancient. not ancient even when i was like younger that was what i liked to do and it was something that i got ridiculed for not by well, you but <laughs> but from other people it's not something that you advertise is what I have to say. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's, it's interesting that like we have this love and like we started a nostalgia podcast cause we're obsessed with the past, but it's part of where we grew up because it, it's such a time capsule. Right. Um, but that's partly why it's so interesting that we love the nineties so much because I think it was our touchstone to the future. And then they, we stopped being allowed to see the future. So it's like, <laughs> like the nineties was the first time that like pop culture came to Northern Michigan. Like it was the first thing that wasn't from the fifties, like straight up. And then they didn't allow anything past that. Like, it, like the cutoff was, uh, with Cisco and who let the dogs out? Like the Baja men were like the last thing they're like, all right, no more new shit. No more new Listen, shit. They still play it on one Oh seven, seven. I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> 107.7 The Bay, and also 99.9 The Wave, which Listen, was the, where I listened to it. Best, is the best radio station of all time, and every time I'm back home, I'm to it because you want to you want to hear something cool you want to hear something uh-huh. cool so yeah. one of my shortcuts my thing is 99 99.9 the wave you can go to their, their <laughs> you can oh, go you to can their listen, website yeah, right can. now and just do it right now <laughs> I know. And, I, and i still do with the weird weather reports which i gave yeah. a touchdown um one of the first guests on persons of no consequence uh she worked with the dude who did the weather reports so i'm gonna try to get him on the show to talk about how i listened to him <laughs> 99.9 the wave incredible honestly uh, they they uh i don't know if it's 999 the wave i think it was but it, they played polka on sundays for two hours yes yes they did and and that was like our family and this is totally an aside <laughs> to what it is, but that was like our family thing like my dad would like loudly play the polka and that's how we knew it was time to get up on sundays and we would like <laughs> eat breakfast like he, he and my sister and i we would like eat breakfast together and stuff like that and then you know go work in the yard eight hours but <laughs> but before, like, we would listen to the polka, though. And uh, I have favorites, and I know how to polka because it's highly prevalent at weddings up there. So, <laughs> yeah, you can't go to a wedding without having to do the polka. And you know what? It's a good time. Like, I highly I, recommend I really anybody think... listening. <laughs> yeah, go listen. Well, you know, they can if you go to um, True North Radio Network.com, <laughs> is where I listen to all of our old stations and stuff. So, True North Radio Network.com, and you can listen to 99 The Wave, you can listen to Casey Kasem's Top 40, and Ryan Seacrest's Top 40. I think they also put them both on there. Um, put, I yeah, think that's on 1077, and then they do the thing, you know, the other one on 999 The Wave. It's the same building, it's the exact same radio station, and they just have different numbers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways so that was our diatribe on boy bands and their the future of it do you have anything else to add on there any anything you want to tack on uh no i just uh i'm excited to see where the k-pop you know everyone is uh crediting them with uh buying tickets to president trump's rally and yeah, <laughs> the you the kids are gonna be all right 
I have to say, and I'm glad that boy bands are playing a part of it because it's it's like a sinking of of uh, all my favorite things. So I love that. I didn't know that. I, I think I heard a little no. bit about that controversy, so, but not not a yeah. crap ton of it. They say that a bunch of BTS, which is like oh, hip hop group. Okay, yeah, I, I just looked at the article. I do remember that happened. It just wasn't recently. It was like a few weeks ago. Okay, well, it was recent in my memory. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, like when, I, when I heard about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember this. Um, so the last thing I want to do is I want to list the people that we didn't list. So we mentioned they were like NC Backstreet Boys, they're the big ones. Let's talk about the ones that weren't the big ones. Let's talk about those ones where people are like, that was a boy band. Yes, yes, it was. So besides LFO, <laughs> LFO is what you mentioned. Let's talk about what was their big hit. What was LFO's big hit? Uh, summertime. Summertime. Summer girl. Summer girl. So it, I love this song because it's it's got a meta reference because they talk about new kids on the block and they say uh, it like they, they kind of put it like it's rarefied air like it's on the same level and it was not. <laughs> I uh, like it because it's the way that they say Abercrombie and Fitch in it, the way that they rhyme it, I think it is, <laughs> is, is too good. Like, And I don't know why, but it's. I just want to say, like, of course they did it that way because the chorus is New Kids on the Block had a brand new hit. Chinese food makes me sick. When you have that level of lyricism, when you're on that next stage uh, of writing, you have to you have to bend the rules, you know, like Eminem before them and not before them, but after, because no one knows when LFO came out because no one knows who the fuck LFO is. Yep. It's so, all making a lot of sense to me, yeah. I mean <laughs> So who else do you have on little known boy bands? Uh I'm trying to look. I had a list. Uh, uh all the stuff I see is like the biggest boy bands. I'm like, no, I want the smallest boy bands. I want the people that were like, oh, they did a song. One second. Cut there's there's one specific one <laughs> that I'm trying to remember. Um because they had like a hit. And then they tried to get like four other ones and they just could not. I am calling shenanigans on Wikipedia, though, because they're listing things like My Chemical Romance and Some 41 and Simple Plan. Be yeah. Oh, actually, it's not Wikipedia's fault. That's MTV's fault, which you can tell why they stopped doing music, because they have no idea, because they listed them as new boy bands in quotations. Like, you should not be allowed to do things like that. No, I agree. I am honestly... I had, so I have a friend from high school who I'm still friends with, not you, a different one. <laughs> you, you have more than one friend? Congratulations. I have, I have more than one friend. Anyway, she and I uh, also really, really got into, she's still really into pop music. Okay. Um, and we were really in together to boy bands, even um, like some of the smaller ones. And I, for some reason, cannot think of what we, I probably have it on a playlist on my phone, but... I'm gonna just try to power through <laughs> on this list. All for all for one. Yep. That all was for one. one? Mm-hmm. That that was a band. That was a band. Yeah. You know, what? I'm gonna list O Town in this list because I'm looking at at, at like the O Town songs. And I'm like, I don't know any of these, and they all sound bad. No, O-Town. why would you do that? <laughs> o Town is fantastic. What's the best O Town song then? B2K. Also? B2K was the one. Thank you. Oh my god, B2K. That was the one. B2K had one kind of hit, and then they tried to follow it up, and they would use like samples from songs that like. Oh no, no, it's not B2K. I'm looking at them. No. Dang it. B2K did, did only have one hit that I can think of. Bump, bump, bump. Yes, but they they were not the, they were not bad. <laughs> Dream though. Street. Dream Street is what I'm trying to. Say. I'd be so upset that I could not think of that before now. But okay, uh... Dream Street looks looks like. It should be, should have been that together thing from MTV where it was like a made up thing for like a made for TV movie. No, it honestly, uh, it's like the Lost Boys because they were like younger than. Uh, I'm sorry. When you said the Lost Boys, I know you're talking about Peter Pan, but I immediately went to Kiefer Sutherland and and uh, no, Corey no. Haynes. I mean, yes, I love that movie, uh, but no, I, I meant from Peter. They Pan. were young. Dream Street was like they look like like they're like they're, 14. Exactly. They were like the same age as us. So do you think they like hung out with Aaron Carter or do you think they had beef? I listen, I'm not going to try to talk to you about dreams. I bet you they had the sickest dance battles. This is what I'm saying. You're being (laughs) upsetting to me. 
But anyway, uh, my friend has met them and has uh, has sent me like Snapchat of that her like because they I guess some of them still tour doing small small solo music stuff like that and she's like, do you recognize you know whatever I don't know. So again, I gotta bring this up again. So you're saying O Town is awesome. I'll give you. I won't. I'll stop giving you crap on Dream Street. O Town has a song called Liquid Dreams, and they just have horrible choreography. Are you watching the video? No, no. I just knew it uh, inside of my head. I sensed it, but now I am watching the video, and man, (laughs) I was right. I mean, oh, it is so bad. Did LFO have any other songs? No, I think they were just. I think they're actually frequently listed as a uh, one-hit wonder. One hit wonder. You know, uh, O Town won 2018 Choice Award. Breakout it, artist. Not, not my choice. Hashtag not my choice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Five is also really bad. I again, I want to bring up S Club Seven. Do you remember any of S Club Seven's hits? Because I do. No, because I, I only saw that one TV movie on VHS. That was the only time I'd ever seen anything from S Club Seven. So S Club 7 was way ahead of its time. Number one, they had Baby Spice, apparently. I'm looking at this girl that's in this band, and it's, it's just Baby Spice again. But Were like, they? They were British, right? Weren't they? Uh, no, they were Australian. Really? Because this says S Club 7 were an English pop group from London. Okay, I really thought they were Australian, but I was a, I was a child, so I think that we could, up, you know, forgive me for that. But uh, they were pretty forward-facing, like they had a, an out out uh, gay member they were it was a what's the word when you have boys and girls and they share a bathroom what's the word co-ed go it was a co-ed group um they had the monkeys thing going for them where they had a television show that was quite funny and on one of the best networks to ever grace the airwaves fox family why it's not that i don't like fox family but you are you getting paid royalties <laughs> to plug to plug them as much as you do because you should be <laughs> You know what I want to say? I want to say this. Um, you're picking on me about loving Fox Family, but you love ABC Family, do you not? Do you lo- not love all of the shows they put out? Did we not watch several episodes of a horrible television show called uh, You Got My Teenage Daughter Pregnant or whatever? Um, my secret life of the American teenager, Terry. Secret that's what I said. That's what I said. And you, <laughs> you love that show. Teenage- and Fox Family teenage- evolved into ABC Family I, when Disney listen, bought. I, I watched Fox Family too, but you mentioned it potentially more than is healthy. <laughs> I don't think any of this is healthy. I started an, a pop culture podcast because, like, I needed an excuse because my wife was not going to listen to me talk about boy bands anymore. <laughs> yeah, so you knew that. So she sicked you on me. I get it. <laughs> She was like, you know who you know who listen to that crap, Chelsea. So, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know one thing about S Club Seven. I'm looking at their Wikipedia page. I know that you don't trust Wikipedia, but <laughs> you don't make me sound like a truther. It's not a conspiracy theory. I didn't say that like Wikipedia has an agenda. I'm just saying that it's like it's crowdfunded and crowdsourced. So like it's you know it has varying degrees of number one objectivity. <laughs> exactly of objectivity but also like gatekeepers they're keeping us out you know okay so now we're really just more in depth in this than i ever really wanted to go so enough (laughs) enough with the can't that be said for everything i've said on this podcast today no no no, that's (laughs) more in depth than i ever wanted to go no i appreciate most of the things we talked about but the wikipedia conspiracy theories are really like totally it's just not a conspiracy that theory. in the in the mickey mouse club <laughs> killing scenario i just i you- just put in the thought i just had thoughts that's all i'm saying you know i'm just like think for yourself you know if you don't feel traumatized by listening to terry's uh inner workings check us out <laughs> for other additional episodes <laughs> other other podcasts of, of right in the fields but also everything else we have on can't be killed creations it is a podcast network that means we have a network of other podcasts so you can check out things like can't be killed creations so if you enjoyed hearing me talk at chelsea about all of my crazy conspiracy theories on nostalgia i also have an entire podcast where i talk about shooting myself in public while watching spider-man and being arrested while ghost hunting you know because i am a ghostbuster of course on top of all of these things uh by the way uh no ghosts were harmed in the making of that podcast 
Um, <laughs> if you want to hear my in-depth interviews, you can check out Persons of No Consequence, where my beef with Wikipedia started because my podcast, <laughs> my on my podcast page was taken down because I was a person of no consequence. That's what they cited. So I interview lots of people of no consequence, and they tell very interesting stories that would not be allowed on Wikipedia, apparently. <laughs> uh, if you want to check out other things that we do unlike podcasts you know other things we have lots of web comics you can check out d and do this my web comic on D D and all the shenanigans you can get into when you're rolling dice that can all be found on can't be killed creations.com chelsea final note yeah. any other boy bands what is the one that i am thinking of that had crappy music <laughs> you know that one boy band from the 90s that sucked they uh, which one uh, it, the, I remember it. I remember the song. It just popped in my head. When the lights go out, who does that song? I, you're googling it, so I'm not going to. No, no, Google it because I need you to listen to it. Oh, it was five. We 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 did mention them. So look up. You know five what? I do, when the light goes out. I do know this song. Now that you say that, when I when I'm reading the lyrics on the screen. <laughs> That is when the lights go out, it's got everything that a '90s boy band needs. They get, they have frosted tips, they have coveralls, they have roller skates. Yeah, they have very oversized. What's that? Purple tips. It looks like. Oh yeah, yeah no spike tips. Yeah. Yeah no, it's real bad. They have really bad choreography, dancing in a place where you normally would not dance. It's got everything. So if you take any homework away from this, if you, you know, if you want to follow up, you want to have your own discussions, I need you to go listen to Five's debut album. Uh, oh, it didn't have one. Look at that. It's just a single. Just when the lights go out. go out. Well, don't waste your time, people. Instead, <laughs> Google how to polka dance. What? Did you have to dance specifically for polka? They just had to put on later hosen. No, no. I th- a, anything a, you do in later hosen is polka. There's a dance. The chicken dance? Goodbye, Terry. All right. Thank you for listening. Chelsea, I'll talk to you later. I'm going to go poke my wife. All right. And, like, try to get her to talk to me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>